secure your necessary muffin repository by visiting us at utilitymuffinlabs.com, on Facebook at Utility Muffin Labs, on Twitter at 25 Years of VTM or Utility Muffins, all one word, on Instagram at Utility Muffin Labs, one word. Support the labs on Patreon at patreon.com slash 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade, and finally, adorn your human form with our t-shirts at tpublic.com slash users slash Utility Muffin Labs. Utility Muffin Labs, think homogenous. You are now listening to the NerdWorks Podcast, brought to you by UtilityMuffinLabs.com. If you know your party's extension, please dial it now. Press 1 for customer service. Press 2 for podcasts. Press 3 to check on an order. Press four Welcome to another episode of the NerdWords Podcast. I'm Nathan. And I'm Bob. And today we're going to share with you a little tidbit of something that uh, only maybe like six of you have heard. Um, but we, we do a couple of different podcasts for our patron our Patreon patrons where, um, for a uh, certain amount of money, they can back us and they can get some additional stuff. Well, we do one where, um, recently we started sort of talking about the educational end of vampire, the masquerade. And I know, um, at least for, for me, this podcast has kind of become sort of, uh, something that follows along with our 25 years of vampire, the masquerade. Agreed. It's something that has to, right? Right. It's I kind mean, of like a companion piece. And so we talk about whatever we want on nerd words. That's right. true. But often we, we pair up the recordings and we do it on purpose. Right. Cause we, there's always stories we have with what we review. Right. And, uh, we like to give you those stories. Those are entertaining always. And, uh, that, that goes there. This one, no different. You know, we just did sins of the blood. Right. We, of course, have it, but I'm derailing from the point you were making. Right. Uh, well, the point is uh, we wanted to give you guys a little taste of what we are are offering to our Patreon backers. And figured NerdWords is the perfect opportunity to do it, right? So what you're going to be listening to in the following half hour or so is going to be us doing that podcast. And what we're trying to do is very very devious, right? We're trying to lure you in so that you can, you want a little bit of this and you hear it and you're like, oh, I got to have a little bit more. We're hoping that what you hear you like, and it drives your interest to support us on Patreon. And to tell you the business end of it, flat out, it is a business decision because we were told from the few people who had reviewed it already that have that paid privilege turned around and said, everybody needs to hear this. Right. And, but we're not willing to just give it to everybody. There's a lot we give for the price points we did. Uh, that I think is very generous of us. I know it's very generous. We do of. two podcasts a week. We're we're fucking generous as shit. And yeah, no, like <laughs> seriously, like I'm not even laughing about it. It's the honest truth. But we know you love it. We love it. Shared hobby. That's that's where this comes from. But at the same time, if what you the taste we give you here, you like it, you want more, you know where it is. Right. And that's the point. And it's also us being driven by the, those those backers who have listened, who say, "Hey, man, this is awesome stuff." Give them a taste and see, because yeah. I think a lot more people would like it than you think. Right. Absolutely. And the whole point of this is to drive not only your interest, but also your feedback, right? We we want feedback from people that listen to us, not just people that jump in on our Discord and they talk to us all the time, right? Those people, they have the the privilege and the advantage of sort of communicating with us all the time. We're talking to people out there who maybe don't support us on Patreon, who maybe aren't uh, on the discord, but listen to this podcast. We want to know, do you want to hear more? And if you want to hear more, what is it worth to you? 
And if it's worth what we're offering it to, you know, at let us know. If it's not, let us know that too. And let us know not only what what it would be of value to you at, but also if you have an idea like, hey, maybe I don't want to support you at this dollar amount because it's a lot, but but I'd pay this much for that podcast. Let us know. We're down with that. We're very interested to hear what all of you are willing to support us at and what our value is to you, the community. So anyways, uh, without further ado, we will now teach you how to play Sabat. Sort of. Dun, dun, dun. Alrighty. So this is kind of like a first for us, right? We've always kind of like dabbled around with the concept of like teaching people how to play a thing. Yep. I agree. And Bob, you have a, you have kind of a history of being an educator. And that's cool, right? That's that's good because you have the ability to kind of distill knowledge in a way that it'll be easy for people to understand. Um, I do not have any history of being an educator, so um, I feel like uh, I'm going to be taking a lot of cues from you on here until I, I get my stride, my tempo, as it were. Because like, sure. for me as a storyteller... I'm more apt to sort of teach you in the moment, right? And and I would say I have a, a much more delicate hand as a storyteller at first, right? I feel like uh, as a storyteller, I'm more apt to be like, hey, are you sure you want to do this? Because this could sure. happen, right? You're more of a one-to-one teacher. Right, right, exactly. And if the player goes, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally cool with that, well, then I teach a lesson, right? <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> and and I teach a lesson in, in in the in the fashion that like you know w- when you talk about like the dad that lets the 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 kid stick the penny in the light socket, you sure you want to do that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Be prepared for whatever comes. So I I would say that that's kind of like my teaching style. Like I'll go, "Hey, here's an issue. Are you sure you want to do that? Okay, you want to do that. Well, now reap the reward or the 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 peril." from that but you you're more of a you you have a more of an educational uh background so anyways let's stop jerking each other off here let's just talk about what we're doing what what is this podcast even about so basically what this podcast is it's a workshop that you and i are facilitating right right we because it's one-sided and that's what it is to do a workshop we're gonna give you some material we're gonna give you some steps we're gonna kind of talk you through what those mean but really it's up to you to work what we show what we talk about right and that's and that's what it is so this this requires a bit of a verbal contract uh because we're all adults right Right. that's the goal Uh, so as adults um we will not extrapolate extravagantly meaning we are not trying to go so far into the pale as to needing a romance book to figure out some of the terminology we're using Right. You know, we're going to be on the nose, direct with what this stuff means, and then maybe cite an example or two to make sure it sticks. Right. And that's the commitment from us. We're just going to try to mold it for you. However, we're also going to challenge you to come with an empty cup. Right. And if you don't, if you don't know what that phrase means, uh, it literally says, come with no expectation. Meaning as you're listening right now, everything you've learned, everything you know, kind of dump it out. Right. You won't forget it. But if you listen in bias, you're only going to hear what you want to hear. Right. And if, so we, if at the end of the day, you don't like what we have to say, oh, great, <laughs> like, right. do it, do it yourself. This is, you know, in our normal vampire, the masquerade podcast, we go, Hey, everybody has a right way and a wrong way to do things, right? Everybody can do it the way that they want, because that's very true. This isn't that 
this is us telling you this is our perspective, this is our experience, this is how we would expect a player who's knowledgeable to role play this, and this is what we know about it, right? This isn't really up for debate. It's a, it's for us to go, this is the sum of our knowledge, take it or leave it. If you don't like it, it's your fucking money, right? You're adults, you know what you signed up for. We're not looking to... to you know, pad your experience. We're looking to give you hard and fast understandings of what this game is and what these, whatever it is that we voted on today, it's the Sabat tomorrow could be the Camarilla, you know, next Tuesday, it could be the uh, Prince of the city. We're giving you our knowledge. Here it is. Digest it, use it or don't, don't give a shit, right? That that's as, that's as open and honest as I can be. We care about this game. We're very passionate about it. This is the sum of that knowledge. Is that fair? Fair enough. All right. So today, what are we talking about? Uh, today we're talking about uh, teach me how to be Sabat. Mm-hmm. That's that's what this is. And we have to start at the beginning, right? right. I think everything should be that. And this goes before the, the concept alone. Right. Uh, and the Sabat misconception is, is that we just build a monster and we're good to go to play Sabat. We're a monster. <clears throat> right. Right. And then you and you miss a step, right? And that step is is who the hell were you before that? Right. Which because that's basically the not even basically, that's the basic ingredients for making a cake. Right. You know, that's where you start. So to that end, um, to give an example, and we'll start with an example, Nate. You know, we'll I'll throw out a standard and you kind of take it to the next step and we'll sure. we'll exchange and go from there. Sure. So I like to go with the comments, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll go with your typical shovel head, right? That's how we're going to get there. Okay. But who I'm going to be is we'll make it a little challenging for us to dictate. And we'll say that I am a uh, policeman. Right. I'm an off-duty cop that from a bar got picked up by a random pack of Sabat members, drugged to the cemetery for some crazed ritual where they've beaten me, they've they fanged me, they've drained me, and they've thrown me in the ground. Right. Right. And that's, that's where I'm stewing at. But we understand what type of cop was I. You know, why was I at that bar in particular? Why'd they choose that bar? Do I know those answers at all? Right. And for me, yes. Uh, To make it real quick, uh, the concept of the police officer gives me a predetermined set of skills that you could see based on what type of cop I was. And I'm sticking with a beat cop. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Means I'm uh, going to be of decent health. I'm going to have, you know, probably above average health in that regard. Right. I'm going to have some basic hand to hand training. I'm going to have some, um, I'd say a little better than basic these days. Right. Um, definitely above average uh, marksman shooting because I got to be able to know how to take down someone without killing them. And uh, we'll say. <laughs> right. What's it? I said, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Right. And uh, and we'll say I have a good head for law. Right. Like, you know, fresh out the academy, I should have an idea of what to do and not to do, at least to start with. Right. You, so kind of gives me. You have a basic concept. You have a, a college education, you know, may not be like, uh, you know, you may not be a. Um, you know, master's graduate or something like that. But yeah, you have a basic understanding of law. You have a basic understanding of uh, a couple of other things too, probably, right? When you say like, you might, you might have an eye for the street, you know, you know, you can pick up gang signs, you know, maybe when someone's dealing drugs, you know what to look for, right? So you direct, so we're directing this guy straight into, you know, he's, he's working to be a drug enforcement officer could be you know that's where that is right and that's and we we'd say that because your average police officer knows how to spot a suspicious person right 
usually, but if you're going to go for that specialist officer training, absolutely. Right. Well, here's, here's, here's a, here's a deeper question, a deeper, more fundamental question. Are you a city cop, right? And are you a cop from like a corrupt city? Are you a suburban beat cop who's working for a little extra money on the weekends being a, a, you know, a door guard or something? These are all questions you need to ask yourself, right? Because what, what is a cop? A cop is fundamentally a human being, right? And every human being has a unique story. You know, we're all little snowflakes, right? So, so these are things that you need to be thinking about in before you ever even go, man, I want to play a bruja, right? To me, the fundamental key thing that most people miss when they're making characters, whether they're Sabat characters, whether they're Camarilla characters, is a story for a human being, right? Because and, that story is going to help you to mold the character when you eventually become the Bruja anti-tribute cop that fucks people up. You know, you how did you get there? And what I what I like to do with this is like, you know, now we have that template. We kind of walk through the character sheet, right? Right. We kind of put out what's the what the dots are going to say about this guy, you right. know, and then and you have that build whatever combo you make. It. Everybody has their own method, mm-hmm. but you got the general idea. Right. Background wise, your typical stereotypical police officer has a steady Eddie girlfriend or probably a fiance who understands and be an upstanding member of the community. Because usually these are military guys who come out and get jumped through the academy and they're ready to go. Or they're an alderman's specialty nephew who's, right. you know, we, right. we bred him to have this job. And, you know, however it works out, there he is. Right. And so knowing that, definitely family oriented, definitely community oriented, you know, there's some morality that has to be hardwired into a police officer to have him be there. Right. To know what they're doing. So sure. we'll assume that. What's that do? It gives you your base humanity, doesn't it? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it tells you what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable pre-embrace. And the relevance is, is that, okay, think about it now. Now I'm a shovel head at the bottom of this pile, drained of blood. Right. And, you know, I smell something I've never smelled before. Um, my God, what else can it be than the other bodies that are probably piled on top of me? Some are still squirming, some aren't. Because a typical shovelhead mix is gonna be a few mortals in with the with the drained vampires. Right. You know, and they're gonna battle. I'm literally gonna lose my shit coming up. Right. And I'm gonna try to take out someone so I can feed and then push past them to be the one to get to the top. Right. And, wh- and what is this what is this gonna do to you as you are are as you're going through the process, as you're going through this terrible ritual, and you have to literally murder in order to survive how is that going to change you and change your your perceptions of of what you know what the world is around you and off the bat i would open the book and look at the humanity chart mm-hmm. right odds are i'm starting at a seven right that's it's probably where i'm gonna be at and then look at that seven what's it do and don't the very thought of theft drops you to a six right or it's at risk of it i'm gonna have to kill someone so that puts me at a five you know, I have to make that acceptable. And at a five, I'm going to do a roll. Right. Because now, because I'm probably going to kill, I am killing this guy. I have killed this person to go up higher. And once I've done that, oh, I make the roll and I have, I've, I made it. So I get to retain my five, but I'm a severe, severe conscious issue as I break free. Right. We're not done. I break free. I'm still in a frenzy, you know, and who was it that I broke through? You know, probably some other people in the bar who weren't police officers who right. weren't trained for combat. Maybe some teenagers, maybe some, you know, maybe some party girls out having a good time, maybe a group of guys, you know, uh, in college, you know, who knows? Anybody could be anybody. 
the the fundamental fact is you have to you have to destroy human beings you have to destroy lives to keep your own right what would drive survival right hardwired off the bat right you got it and so once you get to the top i'm now looking at some some group of people red-eyed yellow-eyed fangs bared shirtless you know and and that's another odd dichotomy it's it's you know a woman is beautiful and that's great and everyone likes them naked you know they're the beautiful of the two sexes guys as well can be the same way however it gets it, it goes far beyond the pale when these people have are predatory right they have fangs horrid eyes pale skin and just radiate feelings of menace right but they're, but they're all chuckling right right but they're all chuckling i'm thinking i'm this monster because of what i did and i break to the surface and they're hooting and hollering that i did well and then they're telling me to hey we got this guy bound laying in the ground feed you know and if what happens if i don't feed this pack's gonna pick on you they're gonna push you around they're gonna bully you mm-hmm. they're gonna try to get a rise out of you try to get you to frenzy to beat you until you have to feed right and in that they're engaging your instincts they're forcing your beast to take over because your confusion allows that frenzy in right which is essentially what it is you're forced to lose it so that that beast gets more of a hold and maybe you lose some more humanity and you're gonna rip through you're gonna force that first frenzy to rip through what you gotta rip through and odds are you're eating that mortal right and then and when it's done well you're, you're gonna have to rationalize it right somehow right. right and that's gonna force you to look back at what your humanity currently is right and at that point pound for pound you're probably gonna have some questions for the storyteller you know my humanity let's say dropped to a four from that you know and i gotta look at it. i'm a policeman i have this nature and demeanor i've had this upstanding character that i originally built how does fundamentally change him how how is it now yeah, killing's acceptable i'm thinking about my family and i hope to god these psychos don't have my driver's license <laughs> right you know what i mean it's okay if i become the monster that defender in me's there but they can't can't know about him and maybe one of them looks at me and smiles wanly and says hey nothing will happen to him man we know about family but you got to produce right are you a killer you the killer we need and that stains you on your head right we're willing to help you not hurt your family, but you got to be able to help us. So I'm working in a different capacity. That, that, that concept is, is a strong one, and it's a fundamentally alien one right. to a lot of players. Because players are used to the interview with the vampire and brace Camarilla character. Right? To keep that short and sweet. We're all Louie at some point, and we're all looking to spend the ages wallowing in our reluctance to feed and be what we are. Right. But in literally a span of an hour, one scene, the Sabbat slams me through most of my morality, forcing me to be this thing because they got they got news for me. Whatever task they got, they got a bunch of people that are waiting for me to be shoved in the same vehicle to put me on that war path to prove myself to them. Right. And, and, and we haven't even sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, and in addition to that, you know, we start to like what what is the reason for us to exist? Right? Why? Why do we exist? There is a propaganda, is there not, that's being fed to these individuals that you need to go do this because whatever, right? Because the elders want to do this, that, and the other. They're they're feeding you both mayhem and information, but they're just giving you enough to make you a, a usable tool for the time being, right? Until you prove yourself it's it's really a cult oh yeah absolutely 
that's what it is, right? I'm because I'm gonna get pushed into the same we'll call it a van, and there's gonna be like three or four other people in there, probably the pack I'm gonna stick with because one's a single mom who went out partying because she finally got a babysitter for the weekend was in the same bar I was in. You know, another dude might be alert. Another guy's probably the bartender. Right. You know, and they're still them. You're still you, but they probably had to do some similar fucked up shit to be where they're at. Right. And you're now being driven by Bruno, the shovel king, who's just been whack a mole <laughs> everybody in this van, like physically dominant, right? There's no way we can fight these people. Right. But, and depending on what personality, the other Sabat guys that turn around and start talking to me, talking to all of us, telling us how it's going to be now, you know avoid sunlight you know just giving you the rundown real quick not even explaining what you are because they're allowing the duh to set into your brain at this point if you need to know what you are you haven't been paying attention right uh, to you know? me to me the concept of this is the most like panicked you know it's like it's like being awoken late at night and being ushered off into you know like you always see it in movies right like uh, there's an emergency or or there's an evacuation this is like 10 times worse than that, right? You don't know what's going on. Your senses are hyper keen. You're you feeling this hunger. You don't understand. You don't know what's going on. People are shoving things into your hand, pushing you down hallways. You know, you don't know what the hell is going on. And, and you might be on cloud nine. Right. Right. Super keyed up, feeling this, better than you ever have. Right. This could be a great release for you. This could be absolute panic. This could be abject terror. And, you know, all of these things, th this could lead to an immediate death. You, you have no <laughs> idea, right? And so, and so we're at to that point to where we're officially templated as about vampire at this point, right? Right. Shovel head embrace to be sure, but now we're looking at those virtues. You know, we're recording. We just walked you through making sense of why your humanity gets dinged as Sabat off the bat, right. why it's at a lower portion than, than anyone else who starts. You know, because your virtues are one less, except for courage. Right. And, and those, those make a lower humanity. And you're certainly, and, you know, you're certainly a Sabbat template, but you're not, you're not a member of the Sabbat, right? Not yet. Not yet. And uh, so what's that say? So if we're on our sheet and our skills are there, we now have applied the virtues. Those are there. And you know, we got that start and willpower and that courage is all set. Um, we look to our backgrounds and we realize we don't get shit. <laughs> right. Well, to understand why we don't get shit is because we were stolen out of our life. Right. All control was removed from us. That's the biggest thing to get in the Sabbat. You want to say you have freedom, right? And that's fine. But you start off in servitude. Right. You, you kind of have to earn that freedom. Right. And that's and, that's the big difference between the Camarillo and the Sabbat is that in most circumstances, the Sabbat is not, they don't have the luxury of being picky about who they embrace, right? They're not in most circumstances. And of course, there's exceptions to every rule. But in most circumstances, they're not out there cultivating potential embracees they're going with hard and fast and the cream's going to rise to the top so and in, in understanding that let's uh let's let's skip a part that i think we all get whatever deed they're going to have you do the goal is for you to, to succeed at doing it because they're clearly going to do that process as long as it takes to get whatever target they're trying to whittle down done and dealt with so for the sake of argument let's assume you are a part of that right and you succeed we kind of enter into phase two, and that's understanding what the core of the Sabbat roleplay is, right? Because at this point, as a shovelhead, like Nate said already, they're going to give you the doctrine of the Sabbat. Damn the elders, you know, the Canaanite war, what's going on. And they're trying to prop you up as heroes in a way. Mm -hmm. That we had, we've chosen you to get this done, and the strongest of you get to keep that power. Those who don't make it are going to be dead, and it don't matter. Right. So might makes right, exert some will, and kill this son of a bitch who's in this 
museum because we're assaulting a cam stronghold or whatever the situation is. And you go to do that war in confusion, still don't entirely know what goes on. Sometimes you're still even drunk or high based on what it was they plucked you from. And you go in in this haze and you come out born again hard is the best way I can put it. Because undoubtedly you're going to see some shit. Right. You're going to go in and have to fight using what you know. Most people, it's going to be given into a frenzy. Right. To let that take over to help you get the strength you need to get through it. And when it's done, they come back and round you up. Yeah, obviously. And you're you're going to have a very difficult time trying to intellectualize what's going on when someone is trying to shoot you with a shotgun. You know, right. and that, that, I mean, that's the fundamental core of what life in the Sabbat is like when you're first sort of introduced to the sect. Right. There, it's not it's not like, hey, you get to go have like a sit down conversation uh, at an Elysium with someone and debate the finer point. No, there are deputies. There are archons. There are who knows who. And they're trying to kill you. And we're throwing the lot of you at them. Right. Sheer and numbers. You're the majority. Right. Right. Sheer numbers are going to be your advantage. And you're going to learn real quick. Well, I, I either fight or I die. Right. And and when you are you're sort of baptized in fire, it will change your perspective very quickly. You know, fuck intellectualizing what's going on. That's my enemy. I know that right off because they're trying to kill me. Well, clearly they must serve the ancients. Clearly they must serve the propaganda we've been fed. Right. It's like suddenly there was an alien takeover and I told you vampires were real. You know, but they're, they're, they're not aliens, they're vampires. Right. And we had to make you one so that you can fight them so nobody else has to. Right. And what you might even be told, hey, man, you're a cop thinking of your family. Right. It's either you jump here and participate or they get to them and make them what you are now. What's your choice? You know, if you have someone willing to be that logical with you, usually it's I'm King Shovelhead or King Shovel King. <laughs> and I'm going to I'm going to just whack you in the head so you get it done or I'm putting you back in the ground. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the Shovelhead. uh the, the moral high ground uh, uh mr uh, king shovelhead uh i don't understand what you're dead fuck you i don't have time anyone for else right anybody right. else want to ask questions no here's a shotgun go and you wouldn't believe how often this works i mean this this process has been used in when I mean, you can look this up it's actually a cult indoctrination process that has been used in real cults right you know it's you gotta you got you're in the cult you drink the drink you, you heard the doctrine. We made you do something deplorable. We lowered your humanity. Did you enjoy the orgy? Now that it's done, you know, realize in the orgy, this was your distant cousin who already joined it. So we're jumping you through a taboo. You know, we'll blackmail you or whatever, uh, unless you go and do this task that we brought you in for. But if you do the task, you come back and you're a member now. This gets you some status with, amongst us, and this gets you some privileges amongst us. You're by far nowhere near the top, but you just started on the path. Right. And that's and that's kind of what they that is what they do in the Sabbat, you know? Mm-hmm. You go and do the test and from shovelhead you transition to neonate when you prove yourself. Right. After one fateful night. And odds are the people in the van didn't make it, but you did, but in the, there were other vans. <laughs> right, right. And right. from the strongest, you kind of are pulled together and they encourage you to become members. Now, this is that neonate stage, it's like, you know, well, what, what's changed? How, what what from why am I not a shovelhead anymore? Well, because as a neonate, you learned all those base lessons as a vampire real quick in a night. Right. You know, maybe you were shot by a shotgun point blank to the chest or even the face and it didn't kill you. You know, maybe you learned that fire sucks and it's the only thing that you couldn't heal during that encounter or somebody ran when they saw the flames 
you know, and things are settling in. Maybe you were staked. That's possible too. You were staked, hit the ground, and because right. you survived through it, they come back in and stake and say, "Buck up, chum. At least you're around." Right. Because you did you did your job. You provided the distraction. Right. And and um, in the earlier books and uh, most of the Sabat guides, you know, they talk about. Um, and, and even the Camarillo guides, they talk about the preludes, right? And and depending on the game that you're playing, right, your your storyteller may be taking you through this entire process, right? You as a storyteller, you may go, hey, I think my players would really benefit from going through this entire experience, right? And so you may be going step by step, but you may also be playing in a game where you're established. You're a Sabat member already. So on one hand, you're either going to get this and you're going to start from ground zero, or you're going to start in a scenario where you're not in ground zero. And do you remember, Bob, when I think it was the original Sabat guide, they were like, advise your characters to make a couple or advise your players to make a couple of characters. Right. So, so, right. you know, even this process, like if you sat down with a storyteller and you were like, we're going to play a Sabat game, interlude the whole nine yards chances are you're going to you're going to be making a couple of characters because it's not a surefire bet, right? It's not. And if you start as a neonate, you're already assuming like your characters made it through here. You know, this right. is kind of you like you right, you you got it, right? So so you're either going to be playing this and going through the whole experience and you may not live through this, you know, the uh, officer friendly who was the off-duty cop who got shovel-headed his morality and his behavior it may get him killed his his you know upright ideology his his the way he looks at the world it, it may be a detriment he may get fucked in the deal and he may not make it past the first night you know or he may have a different outlook where he's dedicated and he's going to use this to you know fight a new criminal a new enemy the camarilla you know for certain for certain and the, the thing about this is for this uh, this analogy we got going on as example, you know, you're that officer friendly, just to keep it simple. And you come through and you're going to look at your sheet and go, okay, I'm full-fledged bot now. I'm a neonate and I'm with a group of people about to form a pack. And we're going to see what that is. But I first got to see, God, how am I role-playing now? Did I lose more humanity? If so, where's that at? I got to look at the chart and I got to change again my fundamental ideals of how this guy now sees the world. And I always say this, there are three usual big taboos that you would never do as a human, right? And one of them is murder. That should be the chief amongst them. I hope it is for everybody listening, that you really are uncomfortable unanimously not killing somebody. It's just a hope. You know what I mean? Um, the other big one is, of course, um, doing something horrible to another person for your own survival. You know, I have to do, like, whatever. What I'm, I'll give an example. Uh, rape is usually a big one up there. When would you have to do it as a vampire? Honestly, there's some deplorable shit. Some members of the Sabbat would force you to do to degrade you further and faster. And a lot of that happens your shovelhead night before you even get back to your pack. Because it's a process to whittle you down. Uh, the other one would be, um, and this, this, this one I won't say necessarily is a cardinal one, but it's a common one. And it is something about betrayal. Right? Would I betray this whole group to flee and find my family and get away from them? And that's a realistic one, right? Right. And those three things, I always say, I always do for a character, and I encourage people to do with their character to understand, now that I'm here about to join a pack, why wouldn't I take off? I'm not cool with killing people, and I just had to. 
right. I, I wouldn't do something deplorable to someone. They forced me to do it. I have friends. I didn't have a choice, but I still remember I did it. And I hate these people. And I'm going to get away. Mm-hmm. That's also Nate's point. I might want to pull out another character because what do you think they're going to do? Right. After all you heard, after everybody's watching all the freaky shit you saw, you think you're going to make a mad dash and outrun everyone to get to where you got to go? Right. Let's play that out. Let's say you do. You bet your ass they know who you are and where you live. Right. And let's say you go and you find your family. Uh, What are you going to do then? You know, because remember, you're a vampire now. And as much as your emotional state might be, man, I miss my family. I love them. I'll be able to work this out. Your beast sees them as food now. Right. You can't go back. (laughs) You can't for a long period of time, even if you could get away from the spot. Think about how you look now. You know, you had you had full body health, breathing mm-hmm. in and out, flush with blood, and you could, you know, maybe a little blood, maybe a little sweat from the night's festivities as a cop. You know, you come walking in, wife sees you, kids want to run up and hug you. You know, dinner's on the stove. You know, don't worry, we'll reheat it. Come sit down with it. Whatever happens, that happy moment that you took advantage of every time you came home, you come home now and you're up at the door almost immediately because you can smell your wife in the kitchen. You know it's her. You can hear her heart accelerating as she sees you. And your kids are now moments that you're picking up their movement. And they're not in front of you because your senses are detecting them all over the house. You know, creepily, you may not even approach the front door because one of your kids likes to play hide and go seek or has an imaginary friend they like to talk to. And you never catch where their hiding place is. And maybe you creep up to actually just do something genuinely that you always wish you were able to do. And that's just sharing that moment of what they're doing, what they're really doing. Really, you're traumatizing them because your, your beast wants to get up there, too, because right. your beast thinks path of least resistance. If this little one who's hiding up in the attic and you sneak in to get there didn't hear you creep up, then this is the this is the food you feed on to not alert the herd. Get your snack on and go. And you got to <laughs> pray you have the willpower to fight back those urges. Right. As you're up there which is why most people don't go home. Right. And a good storyteller is going to make sure you don't. <laughs> right. Right. Because, right, but if- because this is a game of, of personal crisis of personal horror, right? It's, it's more horrific when your wife, maybe she's a little aggressive about the fact that you haven't been home. What the hell happened to you? Why are you, you know, why are you acting like this? Why are you covered in blood? Oh my God. And then, Suddenly you, you just, you only vaguely recall your wife and your children are, are just drained on the floor, right? Because your, your beast just couldn't deal with it, especially after the night you've just had, right? How shitty is that? I'm a cop. I went home. I love my family and I fucking ate them. What am I? What if a member in your, in that pack that made you odds are is, could be, uh, has presence or is about caving or just a good manipulator, right? knew you'd go here right if you ran they let you run right because it's an example to everyone else and have everyone else corralled outside to watch what you do and when you come out of your frenzy you didn't know they implanted the suggestion in your head the entire time the entire time they wanted you to come back here and they wanted you to see what would happen so you could see who you are right and undoubtedly your humanity's dropped even further undoubtedly you're filled with remorse and whatever and this pack's going to come in and tell you that they're your family now right And they're going to come in and tell you that they won't die and they can't, but you're not human anymore. You never were since we encountered you. And this, we tried to spare you this pain, but you had to see. And where this is your fault, we don't judge you. 
Right. All they are is food. Holy shit. That is, that is vile, right? That is fucking sinister. That's okay. (laughs) Right. That's, you know, good guy or bad guy. They're all manipulative, evil fucking vampires. And that's the truth of the matter. There's no good guys here. There's no bad guys here. They're all just disgusting, manipulative political ideologies. And you're just another cog in the machine. Freedom or not, you you have a purpose. You have uh, you you exist to fulfill a role. And you survived that first step. Now you survive the second step. And undoubtedly, at this point too, you know, the pack's gonna reconvene in the over the corpses of your family and your home. Right. To try to redo what they tried to do earlier. And while they're there, you're gonna get your first taste of actual path RP. Right. It is easy to run into one or maybe even majority of a pack are doing the shovels to make sure that they're the experienced Sabbat spitting doctrine. You know, Path of Night might be thrown around, someone on, you know, Path of Beast, or excuse me, um, not Path of Harmony. What am I thinking of? Uh, feral Heart. Right. <laughs> uh, path of the Feral Heart might be there. I mean, any number of paths can be represented in that mix. It's really right. what the storyteller built that pack to be, but they're all going to preach to you the tenements of the Sabbat through right. their eyes of the path. And even about what you do. And here is where normally uh, experienced veterans, uh, uh, Sabbat members start picking out protégés. People they're going to keep an eye out for. You know, we're going to be in the same areas. You know, we're going to be, you know, whether we're um, nomads moving around, we'll get to them later. Or we're we're a coven based, we're going to keep an eye on this newly formed pack. Because that's that's what's got to be. Right. And uh, that's where you're going to get your first taste of having a chance to be on a path and seeing what it is. And deciding if it works for you, you know, and when you skip that RP and you just play assumptively and saying, yeah, my guy's on this, it would had this mentor. That was my sire, blah, 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 blah. I know you don't understand your skipping that step because I have, I have yet in 20 years to have a player who understood that that's where their first taste of path was going to be. Right. Or that understanding of lowering your humanity, what it was. A lot of people have the misconception that being in the ground is what lowers your humanity so low. You know, no, there's there's things you do when you come out that are going to lead to the lowering of that. Right. And we're just using the stereotype. You know, there's a lot of things that can be done. But the point is, uh, when to be in a path and how to find one. Well, how to find one, we already went over. They're in the room. Right. Um, how to be like them. You don't say, hey, man, I want to walk your path. I'm tired of the guilt. That's not how it works. Nine right. times out of ten, they pick you. Right. Uh, you know, I may be, uh, you know, a path of Cain follower and you're, there's something I see in you that I think would be a value. Right. And so I start to talk to you about Cain. I start to tell you like, where, where did we come from? What, what, uh, you know, why do we exist? What is our past? You know, and start to see like, Hey, does he take to it? Is he understanding it? And you, you know, if we're still, if we're still the, the off duty cop, you know, maybe this is something that appeals to you, right? Because you understand for it, right? You, you start for it. You, you went to church every Sunday. Like you understand, you know, the church, you, you've heard the, the name Cain before. Oh, that's where we came from. Okay. So this is a reason why I might want to continue to pursue, you know, some of the morality I had in life. You know, it's obviously a different morality. I'm a different thing, but that kind of is, this makes sense, right? Because at the core, you still have the same personality, right? But your personality alters slightly as your humanity changes, but you're still going to 
go after the same sort of general concepts that you followed in life. Why? Because you have that echo of memory. And really, your humanity's so low, you're lost at sea. Right. You're looking for right. something to grasp onto. And to that family guy who just ate his family, someone to come along and give an excuse like, hey, man, you're a canine. You're your path of cane adherent. You understand what it is now. Cain's right. the first murderer and killed someone he loved more than anyone in the world. Right. Because God told him, why are you to be so different? And those are conversations to get into, but that is also pouring the Kool-Aid in a cup and offering you a sip. Right. Doesn't instantly put you on the path, but that's the guy who wants to spend time talking to you. Right. To see if you can live up to the tenements, if you're going to hold. Because not all this, that's not going to happen in a night, but it no. does put you in his pocket to see that growth. Right. And so, and from there, usually you're to find a pack construction, right? There's someone's going to come across and break up the, the pity party. <laughs> and, and start talking reality you know right you made it through your crucible we promised you immortality and power you five got it but uh cream rises to the top you're the cream who amongst you wants to call the shots to be a part of the show you know and usually that'll happen in a shovel and party someone's going to be take the label right more realistically i like to think it's going to be out of a sabat player mix one of you is going to be an already experienced sabat member right you know, you're going to mentor a pack until they get enough under their belt to be considered uh, quote unquote ancilla so that they can then elect their ductus. Right. And and this, this provides a really good opportunity for, you know, uh, having a, a group of mixed, I, I guess the term would be like mixed uh, power characters, right? Like, right. Mixed know, age. Right. Right. Mixed age. Like, um, you know, in a, especially like in a tabletop game, right? There are plenty of opportunities for dead Sabat members. That, that's just the fact of the matter, right? The Sabat, they they burn bright and they die out fast, right? They're like a like a really bright sun, and so this is a great opportunity because yeah, there are going to be different power levels, there are going to be different ages, and <coughs> sorry, I was a little little squeaky there. <coughs> um. But this gives you a very easy transition to go, yeah, you're, you are just, you're kind of young. You, you haven't had the experiences we have, but you have some value. So jump on in and we'll, we'll figure it out together. Exactly. And, uh, what I like about that process is, you know, usually you're gonna be out of character at this point, right? Everybody's got their concept. You're looking at, you know, player to player who wants to be ductus, who wants to be priest. Uh, but what if you guys have no clue what that is? You know, right. And ideally, a storyteller is going to lay it out to you. Ductus is the one who, in times of war, handles all dis. Excuse me, at all times handles disputes in pack, and gives the pack direction of what they're going to do, and as it pertains to the packs day in and day out, night in and night out, I should say. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the person that says, "Hey, we're going to go feed, and we're going to go over here because after talking around, we were told this is the place we can go." to start out oh, okay we're all gonna go there let's let's go stick together blah 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 and you, and you go handle your business or you know when the big wigs get together and decide you know they need volunteers to go handle a task your ductus is the one going to be involved in that conversation right on behalf of everyone else is he the leader of the pack yes he's kind of like the pack alpha <laughs> yeah you could say that the difference is is that in pack you can tell him the fuck off mm -hmm. that's still part of the sabbat you can tell your ductus nah man pound sand i'm not doing it right and, and you're right to be holding to your vernacular, which we'll get to later, but also that Ductus is well within his rights uh, to, we'll just say, teach a lesson. Right? Right. And because if you're going to tell your Ductus F you, you're actually weakening the pack. 
that's going to cause a dynamic in the pack, a shift of some sort. And that's inner pack drama, and that's okay. It's even encouraging the Sabbat. It's one of the main reasons they have a hard time staying together. And that's often overlooked, but let's face it, if you have some psychopath who jumped up and was made ductus before you knew what that was, and every decision he's had up to this point has been, we're going to go into the orphanage and feed when we could have went in the old folks' home. You know, right. a lot of people can digest that we're feeding and killing old people than we are newborn babies. You know what I mean? Right. And that's that's the idea. But if this dude doesn't care and he's on a path of Smokeville, then someone's going to want to replace him. All right, guys. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed that. And again, if you have any feedback for us, send us an email, uh, utilitymuffinlabs at gmail.com. Go to our website, utilitymuffinlabs.com. Go to Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter. It's the internet. I got to say this. When we talk about feedback, it's much like in your workplace. In fact, I guarantee you it is. We want feed forward. We want feedback to improve. This means there is a certain verbiage right. that is utilized. It is okay that you put in there, I'm not happy with, or I'm disappointed with, anything like that, because the with says that you have an explanation as to what it is. Be clear, be concise, let us know what you didn't like or what we missed, and you know, either we can explain why it wasn't in, because it's coming in future, right? And that's the thing to remember. You heard an excerpt. The excerpt. There's a lot more right, from it, and there's more that will be coming as we define further what the life of the Sabbat is and the positions and everything else, same as the Camarilla and others. Uh, but the point is, when you give that feedback, if you want results, it cannot be mired in the traditional teenage off-the-cuff <laughs> negativity trollism that's the internet, because you'll get me to stop listening within a line. Right. If if you have the word, this sucks, if those words are like where you're launching, we're probably not going to regard that. But I mean, that's that's like kind of a no shit statement, right? We we all know that. If you If you enjoy our podcast and you see a way for us to improve, Send us that feedback. Constructive feedback is what gets us to listen. If you like the Teach Me podcast, we are currently offering them at the $35 a month support tier. If that is too much for you, if you want to debate what we should be offering that at, we're open, right? We're open to talk and discuss. But also note, we we do offer additional podcasts at our $10 tier. And uh, yeah, we're just looking for, we're looking to offer you what you feel is worth of value to your money and your time and what makes you want to listen to us. So, and remember um, that 35 opens up a lot uh, that we offer as well. It's not just 35 and you only get that. You get everything up to that, which is the point. And if you didn't know what it is, trust me, it's posted on uh, on the Patreon. You'll see exactly what you get for that. And I know for a fact from the bottom of my heart, it's more than worth it. Um, if I were, if two other guys were doing this before we did, I guarantee you we'd be paying in on it just because (laughs) it'd be great to hear. It's not only nostalgic, it's educational, and it's always good to get an opposing viewpoint on what you thought you've been doing right. Right. It only helps you grow better. We're constantly learning that there's new people that are always being drawn to this game and Vampire the Masquerade is something that we're passionate about. White Wolf's material is something that we're passionate about and we're not endorsed or quote unquote authorized by them. So... Um, this is purely a hobby that we have are passionate about, and we want to bring to you so that you can become more passionate about it as well. So. Or how I feel, White Wolf sells a product, and they leave it as is. They feel they've done enough. We happen to know it's not enough. There are a lot of people who don't speak that language, who haven't had the time with it. We have. And so as a gift, we digest it, um, and their future products, we're going to do the same with it, right? Because we love the company and what they've done so far. We're going to keep going with it, and there are tons of fans with it. It's a, it's a fan-driven business. Right. So this is just an aspect of it. So, by the way, if you're White Wolf, reach out. Where you at, homies? 
give us a shout. We'd love to review some of your material before it comes out. I know we're not that big, but hey, we're getting there. Anyways, my name is Nathan. <laughs> and I'm Bob. She said, go get a haircut. So I showed her my bare butt. Pulled down my car hearts, put my moon in her star charts. And to make stupid stupid, I slapped the ring on my ass. Said, no, my moon's Jupiter. Walking asshole. She has a boyfriend, fatty. He comes from Cincinnati. With 48 toes and a pickle on his nose. And this is the way the story goes. Clickety clack, who's at the rack with the jackets? It's black Italiano looking black because he's backlit. Hey, what's up with these fucking Chinese looking street gang jackets?